Hi, my name is Christy Lee. Welcome to the Praise and Worship Podcast. My very special guests this time are from Circuit Rider Music. Yeah, Circuit Riders is a YWAM ministry marked by incredible dedication and also going into all the earth, partnering with God in what He's doing. Their specific mission field age group is high school and college students, and they're currently on their North America Jesus People Tour. Their latest album, Jesus People, is now out. And we're going to talk about that in this upcoming conversation with worship leader Lucas McLeod, who's got a few songs on the project. It's also kind of cool and special to be joined by Corey Heck. Corey is from Lidditz, right here in the WJTL listening area, grew up listening to the station and thought it was pretty full circle special, kind of cool to be a part of this conversation. And I think that goes for both of us. So coming up in the interview, you're going to get to hear about Circuit Rider music, how each of these guys got involved. Involved. They also share how they've seen God moving over the past unusual year. Spoiler alert, it includes a lot of really awesome testimonies. Lucas tells a bunch of stories behind the songs he sings on this project. We give a shout out to the bass player who did an awesome job on the record and talk about what circuit riders are doing on their tour. In addition to gathering for nights of worship at Petra Church in New Holland, they're also partnering with local nonprofits and hitting the streets to share the good news. Here we go. It's Circuit Rider Music with Lucas McLeod and Corey Heck on the Praise and Worship Podcast. Hi, my name is Christy Lee. This is the Praise and Worship Podcast. Thank you for clicking play. I hope you stick with us for a little while because today I'm talking with some special guests from Circuit Rider Music. Corey is with us and Lucas. Hey, guys. Hey. So coming up, we're going to talk about the new record because Jesus uh, People is out and also they're touring, doing a North America tour that's happening right now. If you're in central Pennsylvania, it's actually in a few days going to be hitting in Lancaster uh, and things are getting started already. So let's first get started. I want to talk to Corey Heck and just get a little bit because Corey's involved with Circuit Riders and the movement there, but he's also from right here in Lancaster. So, hey, Corey, tell us how you got involved with Circuit Riders. Hey, uh, great question. And that's, that's a long answer, but I'm going to try to condense it for you. So yeah, that's right. I grew up in, in Lancaster County. My family's uh, in the Lidditz area, born and raised. And then um, in high school, right around when I really started, you know, following the Lord with everything I have and surrendering my life to the Lord, I remember I started catching wind of this thing called circuit riders. And I didn't fully know what it was, but I had some friends who I really looked up to and they were following the Lord and they were talking about circuit riders and I began doing a little digging, hearing that they, the lives they were living were, you know, a lot of things I read about in the Bible. And I'm like, oh, they're seeing people saved. They're seeing people healed. You know, I kind of like this stuff. And so I remember um, just throughout high school, circuit riders um, over the years would start doing different things in the Lancaster area. There was one um, significant gathering in uh, 2013 at the Lancaster Marriott downtown. I remember going there. My dad came um, and really lots of people, I think thousands of people throughout Lancaster County came out for that gathering. And I remember I just really just, it was like one of the first times the Lord really started gripping my heart for permissions for, um, you know, bringing my heart just to be a messenger of the gospel and getting this hunger for God. And so long story short, I remember out of high school, um, you know, when I was deciding what I wanted to do, I was, you know, do I college, do I jump into the workplace, all this kind of stuff. I had this restlessness to say, man, like God, I want to tap into all that you have for me. I, and then there was something inside of me. I was like, I, I can't just start with school. I can't just start with the workplace. I knew God was kind of leading me down a different path. And so 
when I looked at, you know, the lives of the circuit riders and just some of my friends that were jumping in that I looked up to, Joel Bomberger, James Barkman, Dougie Taylor, shout out, shout out a few. Um, I knew I wanted to at least spend my first year out of school jumping in with circuit riders. And sure enough, one year turned into five years and I'm still here <laughs> and loving it. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and how are you involved with circuit riders today? Yeah, that, that's a loaded question. I would say I loaded, have I would, all the loaded questions. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I would say I, I, you know, I wear a number of different hats. I'm uh, I'm an event coordinator. You know, I coordinate a lot of our different uh, evangelistic gatherings and trainings that we do. Um, I'm a team leader of different ministry and outreach teams. Um, I'm a communicator and preacher. You know, and travel throughout the U.S. going to different uh, universities and high schools and local churches and preaching and training. And then I'm also one of our leaders on our Europe expansion team. So part of that and connecting with, um, you know, friends and churches over in Europe um, for what God's doing there. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's exciting. Let's go next to Lucas McLeod. Did I say yeah. it right, Lucas? Is it McLeod? Yeah, yeah, you got it right. That's an awesome last name. Thank you. Like you could have gone into, you know, solving crime or. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, I, I should. I could still go into it. Do you have any good like nicknames from growing up with a last name like that? I don't. Unfortunately, I don't. Um, pretty That's boring. It's more story. of a reflection <laughs> on the creativity of your friends than it is I, on I, the I, awesomeness yeah. of your last name. <laughs> yeah, it's their fault. I, I blame. I just you know, my creative. <laughs> I just didn't do it. Yeah. Well, he's a cool guy. He's got some good songs on this record we're going to talk about in a minute. But first, I want to know, Lucas, how did you get involved with Circuit Riders? Yeah, um, I actually, one of my buddies, we do like a, we do a tour every year called Carry the Love. And we travel to college campuses and we preach the gospel and hold like a night of worship on the college campuses. And um, I hadn't really heard much about Circuit Riders. And my buddy called me and he was like, hey, man um our drummer just ditched like two weeks before tour you're the only guy because I grew up playing drums I, I wasn't a worship leader or anything like that mm -hmm. didn't plan on being and um so I was just like so stoked that someone called me to play drums again you know and um he was like yeah it's just three weeks of touring and it's through Florida and some of the Carolinas and I was like I was like yeah man I, you know prayed about it and I definitely felt the Lord like leaning me to go. And, um, I ended up going for three weeks. I played drums and then I, um, I like led worship at like a little team time and actually, um, Lindy's husband, Chase, he was leading the, he was leading the team and he was like, bro, like you're a worship leader. And I was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's mainly what I do, but, um, I wanted to keep it like under wraps. Cause I love, I just wanted to play drums for the three weeks, you know? And he was like, man, that's so crazy. Ended up meeting Lindy, um, going super deep with her and friendship. And she asked me to play electric guitar for her on the second leg of tour. So that bled into two months of touring, which I only did three months, only originally signed up to do three weeks. Mm -hmm. So I just kept praying. The Lord just kept being like, yeah, keep going, keep going. Um, and then ended up doing the third leg of tour leading worship for another team. So three weeks turned into three months. I did the entire tour. Um, just kind of got like swept into the story that way. Um, through the Carry the Love tour. Just some really, you know, life-changing moments and um, really great friendships. And 
really great like God relationships that came out of the tour, which um, was just amazing. So that's kind of my introduction to circuit riders and I've been with them for like five years now. I love it. <laughs> Three yeah, weeks yeah. trying to do a drumming gig and God slowly bringing you out and keeping you in oh. all of this. And what an interesting time to be yeah. involved. So if people don't know circuit riders, there are some things that mark kind of the um, the mission, you know, it's like loving Jesus, being super dedicated to Jesus and participating, going anywhere. These are themes that come up when you yeah. interact with a circuit rider. If you bump into one on the street, it's also, you're gonna hear it from stages in the music if you stream it. Yeah. So those are, those are kind of the things that mark them. Um, but to be involved with circuit riders over a pandemic, over a year like that, mm. I am super curious what have you guys, um, Corey, let's start with you. What have you noticed God doing and how Circuit Riders has been a part of it over this year that's been like un unlike anything that, you know, we've okay. known in recent history? Yeah, you know, I was, I was honestly reflecting on this thought a little bit this morning, and I think my brain began to shut down because <laughs> to be totally honest, God's been doing a lot. It, it like, to be totally honest, you know, so... I mean, I'm interested ago, you're... in your heart, not your brain on this one. Yeah, yeah you know what? Okay, we'll keep my brain out yeah. of it. Um, but, you know, in reality, a year ago, sure, was, um, you know, May of 2020. And um, like, you know, like many other ministries and businesses, we had to radically adjust and, you know, change up the way we were flowing and organizing. Um, and at first, you know, it kind of startled us. But what we realized is, is God was really, um, really opening the door for, for us to connect on a deeper level with many of our friends and relationships that we already had throughout the U.S. and even into Europe and Africa, and and um, so that, that was like our kind of our initial like moments like wow it was an opportunity for us to cold call you know so many people just check in with them how are they doing stir faith pray for people pray for people who are fighting um, you know different sicknesses and you know obviously COVID related stuff um, but then in the fall what we you know, amongst our team, we really felt like God was asking us to shift um, from maybe a place of doing a lot of things online and in person or and and, um, you know, over the phone, but actually shift and saying, you know, OK, it's time for the circuit riders to, you know, so to speak, ride again and to um, go out and engage with people in person to gather lost, to gather churches, to do training and evangelistic gatherings. And so we were kind of like, okay, what's, what's this going to look like? Is this going to work or pe how are people going to respond? And of course we, you know, we did it in an appropriate manner with COVID and wanted to still honor where honor was due. And, um, but the result we honestly saw was, was shocking to, you know, mm -hmm. to say the least. I think we were very surprised at like the response we got. It, it almost seemed like throughout COVID God was, um, refining his church and refining believers and making people sharper, making people um, more courageous. And I think so many believers um, were having this realization that God was wanting to use them to actually be the communicators of the gospel. Like no longer was maybe the old, um, you know, way of leaning on professional Christians, which, which who are amazing um, do all of it. But but actually, God wants to use the everyday believer, not just to smile at people, but to also articulate words and share the gospel out of their mouths with them. And as a result, you know, people having this realization, I, we've, we've seen, honestly, so many people saved just over the last six months or so. We've seen so many people 
get healed of, of different sicknesses and injuries, multiple cases of, I'm hearing stories of cancer getting healed multiple, you know, um, you know, cases. I know, I know one girl that's going to actually be in Lancaster this upcoming weekend with us. Her name's Casey. She got healed of rheumatoid arthritis. She, you know, she couldn't, you know, move at all, hardly move, could barely lift a pen, pen or pencil. Um, God completely healed her after a few people prayed for her. And then, um, and you know, like I said, we've seen so many people get saved over the last few weeks. We were in Dallas, Texas, um, just over the last couple of weeks. And we saw literally hundreds of people get saved in Dallas, Texas, not just from events. Actually, a large number of these people getting saved are just from one-on-one moments that people from our team are sharing the gospel with them, inviting them to fully surrender their life to Jesus. They're saying, wow, you know, I've wanted this, you know, drug dealers, um, kids, families at gas stations, at, you know, coffee shops, at lunch spots people are, are giving their lives to Jesus. So for me personally, I'm, I've been, I've been way too excited. I, you know, I could, we could be on here for hours. I, you know, I want to share all the stories. Well, and this is what I want people to understand is that there is incredible good news. Okay. So we've had a year of incredible, terrible, awful, bad news, right? But God is moving. God is doing stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, we might've all gotten a little bit of like whiplash in the sudden stop, but God is doing stuff and it is totally radical. The reports that are coming in, um, that's what we need to be remembering in the midst of all of this. So Mm -hmm. I love getting reports from you guys. You know, Circuit Riders is going where God sends, you know, the Great Commission, going, sharing the good news and getting a response in this season that is it's overwhelmingly awesome. Uh, mm. Lucas, for you from the worship leader's standpoint, I know so many worship leaders that had to totally readjust. I mean, things were like not normal for worship leaders over the past year. How, how about you? What are you seeing you know, through the course of all of this stuff? Yeah, um, it's really cool within our community, obviously, because, you know, traveling to all the places we go and that's kind of like the only outlet as far as like leading worship within our crew circuit riders is like when we go on tour and obviously do stuff like that we don't have like a church so we actually felt from the lord to start like an online prayer room which is called the greenhouse and um it happened just super super organically honestly um where we just met in like our garage and um we just turned the camera on and like for our crew, you know, like all of us were like hunkered down in our houses, couldn't meet up. So we're like, you know what? Like we want to, we want to connect with our crew still and, you know, and go after Jesus. And it, it was really special. Like I would say it was definitely like a pivotal moment for our worship leaders, um, specifically for me too. Like it's just a different thing when you're not leading when you're out in front of people leading them, when you're just straight singing to Jesus, you know, you don't have the responsibility of like leading a crowd or something like that. So it, I, I feel like it was in a way of like all the craziness going on of like, man, what's going on. We found like the sweet spot of just ministering to Jesus during that time, which has really helped us a lot, you know, specifically like speaking for myself, like it's been amazing to be in that season. It's kind of like where I started as well, you know, um, 
leading in prayer rooms where there's no one there and just singing straight to him. So it was sweet to come back to that. Um, See, I'd answer your question. It was like Corey was saying, like hard, hard to pivot. But then when we pivoted, it was like, oh, this is a sweet spot. We could stay here. It was funny because a lot of our musicians and stuff like that, like, man, we just want to stay in the greenhouse. We don't really want to go anywhere. It's so sweet here, you know? So it was, it was good. It was good for the season. I love that it was called the greenhouse. Yeah. Where, who, who came up with that? How did that start? It was actually a word um, that we got a really long time ago from her name is Amy Ward. And she kind of had the, she's really heavily knitted into YWAM Kona. And um, yeah, she had a word like years ago about a greenhouse and circuit riders and um, Lindy and Chase, they had, they had another encounter that it was like, supposed to be a prayer room and stuff like that so it was a lot of different pieces connected but it was a word for like years ago that um i think amy amy ward had about the greenhouse so i love that and that's just a great picture that also kind of um tells you the purpose of it but also how cool that it was a word from forever ago that (laughs) <laughs> that got to happen. Um, yeah. That's that's always really encouraging. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the music. Jesus People is out now. Lucas, do you have the first and the last track on there? I do. Yeah. You so do. I, have, I just just hit me. Yeah, I have three songs on there. I really love you, which I um, which I did with Chloe Mack. We we kind of sing like a, a duet type of song, which is fun. Um, and then I have, I'll go anywhere and then wear the chains. Um, yeah. Let's like, dig into these songs a little bit. The first, yeah. the first two that you mentioned, I love because to me, these are the big themes on the record is, you know, in, in many beautiful different ways, describing love and devotion, but then also the going, you know? Mm. So, um, can you tell us about, I really love you? Did, were you in on the writing process of that song or where's the story there? Yeah, so um, really fun. This was years back. Me and Chloe were leading a night of worship for our community. And it was like a commissioning night for like a team to go and carry the love. So it was like our last hurrah for our whole crew to meet together. And we prayed for everybody and then sent them on tour. Um, And Chloe started singing the chorus to I Really Love You. And it just kind of exploded in the room. Like we stayed on the chorus for like, I would say probably close to 20, 25 minutes, just clearly on that. It was just like so powerful, you know, um, happened, you know, spontaneously. And then like, after we sang that forever, I, I, I busted into, which is the bridge. All I want is you, there's nothing else but you. And then that blew up for like another 20 or 25 minutes. And we kept going back and forth to the chorus, to the bridge. And, um, we were gearing up to write for Jesus people. And, I, I remember talking to Chloe. I was like, hey, you remember that time? And it was like, it was a while after um, that we picked it back up. And I was like, yeah, we should we should definitely do something with that. I was, there was something on that. Um, so we got together and um, the verses just came out so fast. You know, I remember just the, the idea of the song. I'm like, man, why, why, why do I want to say, like, I really love you? You know, like, why do I want to say that? And it's for me, this song really accompanies like 
really seeing Jesus for who he is really, um, which is the simple gospel, you know, like when you, when you really see him, um, you know, the first line of the song is I never saw you for who you are. My eyes are open. I can see you now. And that, that's like such a, a mouthful, but it's like, when we really do see him, everything changes. Like when we see him for who he really is, when we see him in his love, when we see him in his grace, like that's our testimony. And that was like, I'm like, man, that's the only thing I want to say. Like, I, I just want to say, I love you. I just want to say it's all about you. There's nothing but you. And so honestly, the song is just really simple and it's just, you know, it's just the clear gospel, like seeing him for who he is. That leads us really nicely into the going. Cause if you know, yeah. you read about Jesus and, and there's this, there's the loving and then there's go make disciples, you know, with the commissioning. Uh, so the yeah. song, I'll go anywhere. Uh, tell us about that one. I love, I, I love this song. And I, I think a lot of other people are too, because it's getting a lot of streams and spins. So tell us about I'll yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. So funny. Like this song is really special to me. Um, I actually wrote this song once again, it was another, I had the chorus for like a really long time. And um, I actually wrote this song out of a really hard time in my life. It was probably the hardest time in my life. Um, yeah. Really broken season. And um, which is really unique. You know, I don't, I don't think many, when I share the testimony of the song, not a lot of people will know about that. Like this song comes from that place. But obviously, like circuit riders, we we have that call. We have that like missions call, you know, like the going, you know, if you've listened to Lindy's um, music before, you know, it's very rooted in going. It's very, um, you know, the YWAM message, you know. Um, so that's like in our DNA. And I, I had this chorus, um, like I said, for for probably close to two years and it, like I said, it came out of a really broken place in my life. I ended up sitting down and um, writing the rest of it. And it just came out so naturally um, in that season. And it was, I guess, to speak on this, and this will be more of a, um, I guess, encouragement for people. Because for me, I didn't feel qualified to do what the song says. Like in that season, I did not feel qualified to go. I did not feel qualified to be the hands and feet of Jesus um, and specifically to go like preach the gospel, you know, um, because you feel like you have to have it all together. You feel like you have to be like this perfect person, um, but that's just not the gospel. And that's not, that's not how Jesus works. So to see this song doing what it's doing and people connecting to it, it's so special to me. And just to see the testimonies coming in of people being like, you know, moms that have kids that are staying at home, I'll get messages and, and then being like, thank you so much for writing this song. Like it, you know, I connect with it so well. I thought like I had this call to like when I was younger that I, I would go anywhere, I would do anything. And um, now that I heard this song, like I thought that was over because I had kids and I had to be home. Like such sweet testimonies like that. They're like, no, I'm re-signing my life up to go anywhere and do anything for Jesus. And it's that's not over. So I'm like, it's just so cool to see the testimonies and to be able to encourage people like where this song came from was straight out of a season. Like I said, I did not feel qualified. 
And I know there's probably so many people like that. They're like, man, I just don't have it all together. I don't, you know, um, I'm not like Corey who can preach the gospel like crazy and like hit every point perfectly, you know? And it's like, I think if people could see behind the curtains, it's like none of us are this perfect person. We've all came from a place where it's like dropping everything because we've really seen him for who he is and he's worthy. Um, yeah. And another really cool moment I had with this song and it's, it's the part of like love is on the way when we're declaring that um, it was a really cool moment at the send in Orlando. And we, we actually pulled this song out like spontaneously. And I remember watching like 60,000 people grab hold of this. And I was like, everybody's connecting with this, with the message of, I would go anywhere and I would do anything for Jesus. And um, I believe the Lord is doing that all over the face of the earth. Like, honestly, like people catching his worth. Like that's, that's us on this Jesus people tour. And it's, um, it's been so special to see all the breakthrough, all the people getting, you know, saved and healed, set free. And it's all because that simple thing of like, Jesus, I would go anywhere. I would do anything for you put me where you want me. So I could, I could talk forever about this song, but I'll keep it short. (laughs) Well, I do also want to talk about where are the chains? I gotta say in this song, Lucas gets to do the classic, like countdown one, two, three, four. (laughs) But this is also a, it's a fast song. There's a lot of crowd interaction with this song and worship leaders know that is not always easy, but this is one where it totally works. So tell us about where are the chains? Yeah, once again, this this chorus of where are the chains I had for a couple of years and it came out on Carry the Love Tour. I was in a really small youth group and the, the chorus came out and we it went into like this moment of freedom of people coming up and getting prayed for and set free, which was so natural. And um, it happened so smoothly. It was, it was just a really powerful night. And I remember having that. And what was funny was like all of our tour teams, we send out like multiple tour teams with multiple bands for when we do Carry the Love Tour. And all of them caught wind of this chorus. And they all started doing it on college campuses. Like just the chorus, like the song wasn't written and it was blowing up like everywhere. Like almost everybody did this stop at, at the end of every tour night. And it, it, ha- it like brought freedom and it, it went into like, once again, like a moment of praying for people, whether it's healing, whether it's whatever it was. And we saw the craziest testimonies and I'll just share one. I was in, um, I was in La- Lancaster. This was a couple years ago and I had finished this song and, um, we, you know, we went into the song and we're the chains and it led into, you know, another moment of, Hey, if you, if you need prayer, come up to the front, come up to the front. And, um, this girl came up and my wife told me afterwards, cause she prayed for this girl. And this girl came up and she was like, I haven't felt this joy in so long. She's like, I don't know what this is. And she's like, she started explaining her testimony. And I just, this is to like encourage people. I want this to encourage people in the area. Um, around everywhere that God can give you messages for people for breakthrough that are going through the craziest stuff. So basically, basically this girl's like from a young age, I was getting molested. 
um, all this stuff. I went into prostitution from a really young age. And she's like, I've had like eight abortions. And she's like, I have so much shame. I have so much guilt. And tonight I came here and this is really raw and real, but she's like, my pimp got shot like a week ago. And she's like, I had the choice whether to go back into the lifestyle I was doing or, you know, I could get out. And she's like, tonight, like, I've never felt this joy. Like, I've been riddled with shame for so long. I don't know what this is. My wife's just like, this is Jesus. She gives her life to Jesus. And she's like, tonight, like, I chose, I chose Jesus instead of going back into this lifestyle. So just to share a testimony about this song, Where the Chains, I was just like, this song, it's much more than a song. Like, every time we do it, I like, the craziest testimonies come out of it. And that's just one of them where like the, you know, think of the hardest, the darkest person that like, you know, you could do everything for, but then you do a song and it's like everything, everything breaks, you know, they, they feel the love of God. They feel the joy of God in a place where they shouldn't. So I don't know this song. Once again, it's super wild, like you're saying, but it carries, it carries so much breakthrough where I'm like, I've, I've honestly never seen a, seen, seen a song do what it does. So um, that is the key. I mean, you just totally accurately described the potential of what songs can do. Yes. And, and it's amazing. And so here's the cool thing is that circuit riders are in our area this weekend. There's going to be two yeah. nights of, of the, of the, you know, the music, but then there's other stuff going on as well. Corey, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the city and serve stuff and, and what you guys are going to be doing here in Lancaster County? Yeah. So um, like you said, um, I guess earlier in the show, we've been traveling. We're on this 14 city uh, tour, the Jesus people tour. And really this is kind of birthed out of right. This album, but then also just an awareness of like, what we believe God wants to do in our cities throughout the U S um, this year. So um, we are at the end of this week, we're doing these outdoor gatherings um, where we're, you know, worshiping Jesus, uniting different churches together, um, uh, you know, preaching the gospel, praying for the sick and totally free. Um, but then leading up to these gatherings, we felt like God was asking us to partner with local ministries to serve the city in practical ways. So um, starting, I guess, Wednesday, um, we are, we're, we're going to have probably about 70 people from our circuit rider team here in town in Lancaster. And we're inviting, you know, different people from all around Lancaster County, different believers, or really whoever that wants to jump in and help us, you know, serve different nonprofit organizations. So I know we're partnering with city gate, um, in the city. I know we're partnering with Blessings of Hope, um, which oh, is, good. yeah, which is kind of, you know, an Oregon slash Leola, Brownstown area. Um, and there, there might be a couple other ministries that I think are going to jump on on board. But what we're doing is um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, we're all meeting at Petra Church in the mornings. And we're going to worship, we're going to pray together, and then we're going to launch out of there to go into afternoons of just serving these ministries um, in practical ways. And some people actually aren't even going to necessarily go with one of those ministries. Some of the people might just go downtown Lancaster to do evangelism, to preach the gospel, um, or maybe to, you know, different downtown areas, New Holland or effort, you know, who knows. Um, but we're going to kind of launch out of there and then all kind of gather together Friday night, Saturday night at Petra church at 6 30 PM, just to worship together, 
and um, preach the gospel and, like I said, pray for the sick and really just believe that God wants to save people here in Lancaster and he wants to heal people. To, um, so just even for anyone listening right now, um, I would encourage you guys to bring lost people, bring yeah. people who um, don't know Jesus to come hear the gospel, um, bring people who need healing and need, yeah. you know, they have different injuries or I mentioned cancer getting healed and rheumatoid arthritis getting healed earlier on this, um, on this recording. Um, just bring people just the craziest sickness and disease. We want, we have a whole team of people that just want to pray for your friends, your family, maybe people fighting depression or anxiety or um, just are feeling the weights of life. Um, bring them out. We want to, we want to encourage you guys. We want to uh, pray for believers. We want to stir faith, you know, just among, you know, Lancaster County. And so, um, yeah, we're excited. So that's, that's this Friday and Saturday with city serve starting on Wednesday. You can find all the information at jesuspeopletour.com. Um, we're not asking people necessarily, uh, you know, we're not saying people have to register necessarily, but we're encouraging people to register just for numbers. And just so we can kind of divvy people up with the city serve if you want to come. So jesuspeopletour.com. That's awesome. So check that out. You can see all the details there. Stream, you know, up on all of the different services. Jesus People is out now. Uh, and one thing I didn't do yet is give a total shout out to whoever played bass on the recording. Yeah. Because it's more than, it's like above and beyond what a bass player on a worship team would usually do. So total props. Who, who played bass on the record? Yeah, his name is uh, Anthony Uterarte. He did great, really good. Yeah. Yeah. So great job to Anthony. Um, you know, bass players, you might really enjoy that. And if you are playing bass in, on a worship team, it might give you a few new ideas. I really yeah. love, especially on that last track, um, Where Are the Chains? Yep. Some really yep. cool, you know, yeah, really cool yeah, stuff yeah, on that much. one. So, hey, thank you, Corey. Thank you, Lucas. And uh, you. You be on the lookout for you guys here in Lancaster County this weekend. So awesome. Great, great hearing from you and talking to you. Thanks a lot. My thanks to Corey and Lucas for joining me to talk and to share today. Really appreciate it. Check JesusPeopleTour.com for all of the details and find the new album, Jesus People, available and streaming wherever you find your music. Also, coming up on Sunday morning, join me for the Praise and Worship program on WJTL, a playlist that lately has been including Circuit Rider music. And these days, Dante Bow, Maverick City Music, Elevation, Brandon Lake, plus songs from locals like LCBC Worship and Clay Collective. Tune in locally at FM 90.3 or stream us online at WJTL.com on the free app or your smart speaker. The Praise and Worship program, 6 till 10 every Sunday morning on WJTL. Hey, thanks again for joining me here on the Praise and Worship Podcast.